Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. I'm Shane Bacon. Been a uh, fun couple of weeks uh, in my world. I was out in uh, Florida covering the Corn Ferry Tour end-of-season event uh, in Omaha. Always uh, an exciting one kind of to see how things shake out. Um, and uh, and then I get back to Florida this week to do the first event of the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. So I'm a Corn Ferry Tour boy right now. Uh, got to work with James Nitties, who's awesome, by the way. Uh, very good at the old broadcasting thing. And in between the two Corn Ferry Tour events, I came back up to the Northeast because I, uh, I got a chance to play in the Pro-Am at the Cisco Invitational at Baltus Rawl. That, of course, an APGA Tour event. And um, a really cool one at that. I love what the APGA Tour's doing. I love what Cisco's doing. And, you know, it's important to play these big boy golf courses uh, for these players that are hoping to make it to the Corn Ferry Tour and hoping to make it to the PGA Tour and needing those steps to get there. Uh, I think, and I'm pretty positive about this, I think that's my first ever Pro-Am. I was kind of thinking that I would just go my whole life without planning one. And uh, I will make a change if it involves the APGA Tour and what Cisco's doing with them because they're doing an excellent job. I got a chance to play with Kevin Hall. If you don't know anything about Kevin Hall, first of all, make sure you follow him on social media. He's at Kevin M. Hall OSU. He went to The Ohio State University. Um, He is a deaf professional golfer. I broke out um, my very rusty, uh, my ASL, I guess you call them skills from – from my collegiate days, that was my secondary language. If you didn't know, my mom is uh, my mom's about 85, 90% deaf, has been most of my life. So I took, uh, I took ASL as my secondary language in college because I figured at some point I needed to know it. And why not use that uh, if it was going to help me personally and help our family personally? And so I got a chance to play, uh, play with Kevin at Baltusrol for the day. Excellent dude, unbelievable hands, great player, and legitimately one of the nicest humans I've ever met. So uh, that was a great uh, that was a great experience for me and a great day out at Baltusrol. It, it is it is and remains one of my favorite high end golf courses in the world. It's one of the few places you go and don't feel like you're in their way. Uh, a lot of the really high end golf courses in the United States, as people know that have been there, you know, a lot of the time it's get in, get out. You know, make sure you take your hat off. Don't wear your spikes inside. Don't change your shoes in the parking lot. Baltusrol doesn't give that feeling, which is always a, an excellent experience when you go somewhere and you don't feel kind of like you're intruding on their uh, on their day to day. So, uh, shout out to Baltusrol for hosting. Shout out to Cisco for being involved. And I got a couple of interviews uh, for you. We'll start with Aaron Beverly. Uh, great chat with Aaron. Uh, I've had a chance to catch up with him over the years on Golf Channel. Uh, great player. You know, he's going to do big things in the game. And then Kamayu Johnson, who, again, I mean, talk about great stories, and you're going to hear from him as well. Just a couple of awesome dudes that are uh, that are doing awesome things in golf and uh, are trying to continue to, you know, get closer and closer to the dream of playing, you know, on the highest levels in the world, playing on the Corn Ferry Tour, playing on the PGA Tour. And as you'll hear, they've got big goals for 2023 so you can check out you know all the scoring look up uh, the Cisco Invitational at Baltusrol APGA Tour and see how things shook out over the week and see how the, they played I mean it is a it is a brute I'll tell you Baltusrol's greens are no joke I, it is so hard to make 12 footers because they move so much uh, shout out to Tillinghast I, I get a lot of that on my week to week at Brookline where I'm a member at a Tillinghast golf course as well but uh, it is if you go out and shoot under par, Baltusrol, especially on the lower, you did something good. So enough of me. Hope you guys are having a great week. Hope you guys are uh, trudging through the world of professional golf in 2022. And if you're a little frustrated with my all that's going on there, I hope, hopefully this podcast is a bit of a breath of fresh air. Uh, so enjoy it. We'll start with Aaron Beverly. 
Aaron, uh, I, I do want to start. You were just talking before we got going about your upcoming schedule. Um, what has the scheduling been like this year? I mean, how how many random places have you played? How many random tournaments have you played? Airports you never thought you'd be to, you know, like rental car companies you didn't think you'd rent from. Yeah, no, it's been a lot uh, kind of since the summer started, qualified for PJ Tour Canada. So it was up in Victoria first and then from there, see, I don't even remember where I've been. Victoria first. Does it blur together? It I mean, does it all blur just together. blurs together. Yeah, it all just kind of mushes together. But the most random place I ended up was Prince Edward Island, which is east of New York, yeah. east of Maine. So that was – talk about airports I never thought I'd be in. That is easily at the top. So uh, I'm going to ask a question. I've been doing podcasts for probably six years. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I've never asked anybody. I want to talk about ballet with you okay. for yeah. a minute. You got it. Um, kind of your first passion, is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say as a kid, you just kind of do things you don't really think about. Right. And for me, it was dancing around the house, dancing around stores, dancing outside. So, yeah, that would, I would say is a passion that didn't even cross my mind. And I was reading that you you basically did ballet until probably 17, 18 mm-hmm. years old. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. Um, any dancing now? Any, and do, you, do you ever kind of sneak back into it? I sneak back into it. I told my mom that my goal is by the end of this year or next year to be in the Nutcracker again. Okay. In some type of performance again. So that's, you know, what I at least hope to do. So – how has that, if at all, helped you in this? Like, how has kind of being disciplined in dance helped you in some capacity in terms of a pro golfer? Yeah, I think the first thing I always come to my mind is just the balance and core strength that you have to have to be a dancer yep. that translates easily, you know, as an athlete. But as you said, just the discipline kind of aspect of it, it's so much harder to prepare for a ballet performance than it is to prepare for a tournament. Because golf, you can always kind of free will it and you know do things just kind of figure it out ballet you can't mess up a step especially when you're performing with a group of people so it's uh it's a good challenge and it's translated over really well i think so okay ballet your handicap in ballet would have been what maybe like when you were at your peak what do you what would you handicap yourself in terms of dance so like uh, like my index or? yeah yeah like what was your ballet index my ballet index would have been like a plus two okay plus you three. were you were very good yeah, no i was really good i was really good my mom's goal for me was to go to the american ballet uh academy for like college or you know say at san francisco so if if that was the passion I wanted to take, I would like to say I would have been another Barishnikov, which you know for <laughs> most people who don't know ballet is probably one of the m- better male ballet dancers in history. So, so I, one of my favorite things about kind of diving into athletes is when you find out this type of stuff. Uh, you know, I've done this podcast here. I did it with Max Homa for a year and a half. You can go back and listen to an episode we did where I tested him on his spelling bee abilities, mm. and he was incredible. He yeah. was like spelling bee champ in his high school. I was thinking, you know, we did Eileen Gu in the Winter Olympics, and mm-hmm. she's a professional model. And also, you know, she does this big air stuff. Yeah. When you dive into something, is this how you are? Are you all in? I mean, when you think about ballet as a kid, you think about golf now. I mean, even media. I mean, you Mm -hmm. do such a great job with media. When you dive into something, are you all in? I mean, do you... If you get into reading, if you get into to in any sort of an, an activity, are you 100%? Yeah, definitely. And I think that comes straight from my dad and my mom. Uh, if you're going to ever do something, give it 100%. And that's, you know, kind of what I was instilled with as a kid. And especially when you find something that you enjoy you know whether it's dance for me or golf or you know kind of anything that anybody loves to do it's not work anymore it's just fun to learn it's fun to get better fun to just you know see yourself improve at something so yeah i love going in all in everything i was going to ask you about your late dad ronald uh you spoke so beautifully about him um you said it took you a while to kind of get back to competition and, and just to find a way to compete for yourself while honoring him 
how did you get to that point in your life? How were you able to kind of go out on the golf course and be able to do both? Yeah, it just took time um, more than anything because every time I would play golf, especially in tournaments, after the round was done and you'd sign the scorecard and you'd walk back to your bag, immediately first right. phone call was to my dad. Mm -hmm. And so the, I just remember the first tournament I played in after he passed – without even thinking about it I went to my bag I grabbed my phone I went to his phone and as soon as I saw the name is when I realized okay I can't call him. right so it just took time and and it was so frustrating for a while um but you know my mom was very supportive my best friend was super supportive and you know I would say honestly for me when I started coaching that's what helped me the most kind of bridge that gap from okay now my dad's no longer here but I can see a different perspective on the game of golf and that helped me out immensely so I'm I'm so thankful to have had that opportunity to you know kind of give back and, and kind of bridge the gap for myself when you and your dad would leave golf tournaments when you were younger were you the type that would talk about the round the entire drive home like two and a half three hours about like going through shots and chip shots and oh that putt and yeah. oh man what a bunker shot you hit it depends on how the round went. okay, okay, so, okay. sometimes you don't want to talk <laughs> sometimes too, it was music too yeah sometimes but I'd say quick story so we had um there's this match play event at spyglass and I got to the final, uh, like final day, final pairing, and, and it was 36 holes. After the first 18 holes, I was up by five, and I lost on the very last hole. A guy made like a 50 footer, and I lived out a six footer at a time. And it was in, like, in at Spyglass, and we drove three hours home. We didn't talk about one shot the entire time. <laughs> I was so sad, and he made me drive. And but after, I think after like an hour and a half or two hours, we we're like, that was a really cool experience. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah, but it was it was awesome. What do you think your dad would say about the year you just had? I mean, you know, kind of going back to to Riv just through. Yeah. What do you think he would have said about the season that you just wrapped up? Yeah, my mom and I just had this conversation. I don't think he would believe where. I've been and it'd just be he'd be exponentially proud because he knows all the work that you know we put in and all the time and effort so but he'd be at the same time like you know why do you have so many putts per round and why didn't you get up and down more often still be dad oh he'd still be dad still be the coach um but no I think he would he'd be so just elated at everything that's taken place over this past year all right, you get to win a Corn Ferry Tour event next year, mm -hmm. or LeBron wins two more rings. Which one are you picking? Oh, Not one ring, two rings. What would that be? That'd be LeBron six for gets LeBron. Two. That makes six. Yeah, but people would still say Jordan. Never I know lost. that's the problem. Know. He's got to get the seven yeah, to I, end the argument. I don't. The argument to me is never going to go away because no, Jordan's six and zero. Oh. Uh, I'll take the Corn Ferry. I'm okay. sorry. You know, shout I understand. Out, shout out LeBron. But <laughs> I, actually, I'll give you one better. I'll take zero wins, but if LeBron gets a championship with his son, we take that one. I was actually going to ask you about yeah. that, and yeah. uh, I was going to dive into how excited. I know you're a diehard LeBron mm -hmm. guy, and yeah. I think in your bio you said, I just root for LeBron's team. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel similar about Steph. I got into Steph at Davidson okay. and kind of watching him come up and having the ankle injury and then now yeah. kind of seeing where he's gotten. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. And if he got traded anywhere, I would yeah, still watch still and root for, yeah. for Steph. Um the playing with your son thing is up yeah. there in terms of like one of the things I'm the most excited about the potential of happening. Yeah. I mean, that could be really cool. Yeah, I think that's neat. Obviously, you have Ken Griffey and his dad. Um, but for basketball, I mean, that's just that's oh, unheard of. No, that's un especially, you know, obviously he came into the league at 18 and now he's this is 20th season. So, 
Yeah, if you can pull that one off, that'd be that'd be pretty neat. What do you think your percentage of sports watching is? Like when you're watching, if you're watching sports on your off time, how much percentage is basketball, football, baseball, golf, whatever? Uh, golf's the lowest one. Same. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's my job. It's yeah, also the yeah, lowest exactly. one. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to watch. If Tiger's playing, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's a different story. Yeah. it's also a different viewing experience yes. when Tiger's involved. Yeah. It almost feels like a whole different yeah, sport. Exactly. So, but I would say probably. 60% basketball, 30% football, 10% golf. And everything else. Mm-hmm. 10% yeah, the other yeah, bucket. Yep. All right, so your experience at Riv this year. So you talked about watching back, you hitting that shot in front of Tiger. Yeah. And you said you saw him kind of with his mm-hmm. folded arms like he always has. You know, he always yeah. had that kind of similar yep. look, yep. all serious. How were you able to just make a golf swing for that? Because as someone – I'm older than you, mm-hmm. but – of that similar era where we all looked up to Tiger. And I remember the first time I met him mm-hmm. and saw him walk in the flesh. Yeah. And you're like, is that really the guy? Like, <laughs> I can't believe he's a living thing. Yeah, I can't believe I'm actually seeing this guy. How were you able to make a golf swing? Uh, honestly, so the funny story behind it, I was warming up and I was almost going to be late to my tee time because I was just kind of caught up in the moment of hitting balls and just kind of being prepared for for that. But I ended up running up the hill with my best friends and got to the tee box Obviously, Tiger walked out, and but I just got so focused on the shot itself, and he is it, actually really funny. Right before I teed off, he asked me, he says, what kind of ball do you use? I said, Pro V1. He goes, what year? And I looked at him like, what do you mean, what year? They don't Whatever give they me s- an option. That's right. Yeah. What they send me they is what I use. Yeah, they don't give me an option. So there's a photo where the two of us are laughing, and that came right after that. So it was just neat because I was just calm, and... Like I said, it was kind of more just wrapped up in the golf shot and kind of the whole process. So I'm really glad I didn't think about who it was right. on the tee and all that. So it was yeah, definitely neat. Is there a level of leaning on that when you have a pressure shot in your mind, like a tournament, you've got a, a, a tough shot, maybe you've got to cut a three wood into a par five on 16. You go, hey, man, I, I pulled this shot off in front of Tiger mm-hmm. Woods. I can hit this shot. Yeah, definitely. And I like to think about it, too, is I've hit a million golf balls right. and the same shot so many times and, and you can pull it off in a high pressure situation especially if you can do it in practice so that's what you just kind of have to fall back to in your mind and you know it's honestly kind of where ballet helps too we practice this routine so many times you just you don't think about you know a thousand people being there watching you I've always thought about like going to see a play or, or going to see a performance and and it's it there is similarities in golf because you know golf is the one sport where like everything counts yeah. right I mean you can't double yeah. fault yeah. I mean you can't go five for 18 and still win game yeah. seven I mean you can't have those types of situations happen and, and in a performance, if you screw up, that's first it. of all, that's the thing that's lingering in your mind, and that's yep. what maybe that's people are going to remember from all it. Gonna so remember, yep. It's got it's got to feel so much like golf mm-hmm. in that sense, where when you're out there, yeah, I mean, 67 it. or 72 really is the difference at about one swing. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, that's 100 percent correct. Uh, how would you rate your season? What would you give your grade for 2022 to this point? I give it a B minus. Uh, I haven't put my I didn't put myself in position to win enough times. I think only three times out of all the tournaments um, I did, but. I give my ball striking and my driving, that's probably an A. And short game this year kind of just let me down. And I don't want to blame it on the fact that my old putter got stolen. But it's a new putter, and the old putter I had for 15 years. Was it like a gamer? Years. It was a gamer. It was a gamer. It was one my dad bought me when I was a kid. And Scotty Newport had the wear mark in the center, oh. just like Tigers. And, you know, but – so I'm not blaming that. That's just, that's an excuse. I'm not going to use that. But, yeah, I'd give myself a B-. minus. Uh, where did it get stolen? Uh, the first night I got back from Riv. Come on. Right out of my car. Yeah. Out of your car. I got home at midnight and I got to my car at four in the morning to go to the gym. And by the time I got to my car, it was 
Everything was gone. Was so the ba- whole bag was whole gone. bag. Okay, everything okay, so in the it. Range finder, putter, drivers wedge. Yeah, everything. Have you have you done the search on eBay? And just oh, we around? did that for two months straight every day and never found anything. <laughs> I called the local pawn shop. Some the thing that got me was my bag with my name on it. I'm like, someone's gonna turn that in. They're right. gonna see it's my name. So. Still no luck. Oh, uh, God, that's such a bummer. <laughs> I, I remember I remember Brad Faxon telling me a story one time where his gamer got stolen, and he saw it on eBay, oh, really? and he bid on it, yeah. and then I guess they saw the name that bid on it, and they <laughs> pulled it off mm, eBay. Smart. But listen, people, don't steal golf clubs. It's not nice. We like them more than you think we like them, yeah. especially the, the short game stuff. All right, if you could possess one aspect of another person's golf game, what skill would that play be and who the player would be? Tiger Woods is short game. Okay, easy. Easy. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, how have companies like Cisco improved your experience as a pro athlete and a pro golfer? So I tell people this story all the time, and even leading up to the event at Riviera, I was working at a golf course full-time, five to six days a week, 10 hours a day, just to be able to afford traveling, afford you know tournament entry fees, plane tickets, rental cars, everything, the whole nine. So when Cisco came along and, you know, sponsored me, I was able to quit my job and now I can just solely focus on playing golf. And for me, that's life changing because you can't, you know, it'd be like taking Steph and say, hey, Steph, while you're playing during the season, you have to also coach, you know, five days a week. And it just it's not possible. It's not realistic for you to get to your potential, reach your max potential, you know, trying to balance that act. So, yeah, definitely life changing for me. What's a day-to-day like for you when you're not playing, when you're not on the road? I mean, are you are you gym early? Are you up early? Are you resting? What are you doing every day? Yeah, so my daily routine is usually up at 4.30. Seriously? Know? Yeah. Yep. Alarm or personal no, wake up? No, no alarm. My dad got me up when I was like 12. So at, what time are you going to bed if you're getting up at 4.30? 9.30, 10 o'clock. Okay, yeah. all right. And then, so yeah, up at 4.30. You do not live on the East Coast, I can tell. I didn't, heck no. I, you <laughs> know what? Is, by the way, this is killing me being on the East Coast, watching these sports late. That's exactly my it's, problem. It's the, it's the worst sports. part about East Coast. Yeah, how do, yeah, I can't. I don't know how people do it. And um, I'm getting older. Yeah. And I mean, so then I want to go to bed earlier. Yeah. And these these good basketball games. Yep. You know, NBA well, finals watch, comes on at 10 o'clock. I went to Arizona. I mean, I'm trying to watch these Arizona. Of basketball games that start at yeah. 9 30. It's yeah, brutal. No, it's that, brutal. That one's too rough. I couldn't do that. Um, but yeah, up at 4 30 in the gym, get back home, shower. I usually at the golf course at 6 6 30, play, practice, you know, leave the golf course around 4 or 5, and then kind of just try to enjoy life outside of all yeah, of that afterwards. The yeah. this morning. Do you do you pick the brains of pro golfers? Do you talk to them mm-hmm. about like how they improve? Because I think, you know, I played mini tour golf back in my day, mm-hmm. and I think the thing that I messed up the most was prep yeah like I didn't really know how to practice mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to work on things I thought I, I thought I needed to do certain things that maybe weren't perfect for me if you pick the brains of other players to try to figure out maybe what's best for you and how best to go about your business yeah actually I was able to play with Max Homa uh, a few months ago back in Arizona he had me and a couple other guys out and I was just asking him you know actually question on chipping and wedges I'm like so what you know kind of what's your process and what's your thing and he gave me a very detailed answer and it's very helpful so yeah anytime you can pick the brains of somebody especially anybody is best in the world right. what they do yeah it's it's nice to just hear their answers and hear how in depth they go and it, it's neat how's your relationship with social media are you are you pro social do you avoid it are you on it much do you check it more than maybe you put on that you do i no i probably i check it more i just don't post or anything okay. that I, 
yeah, I'm probably behind on that, but <laughs> I just, you know, I, I like to just play golf and, and be, you know, out doing my thing. I don't like to record everything and oh, post everything. It, it's a rule of mine that I know I had a fun round of golf mm -hmm. if I haven't been posting yep. stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I feel like when I have my phone out and I'm constantly videoing stuff or feel like I'm obligated to take pictures, maybe yeah. some golf course has me out. Mm -hmm. You know, those aren't the rounds yeah. that I feel like I'm going to remember. The rounds I remember is when I check my phone after and I have nine messages yep. from my wife like, yep. Yo, are you good? Like, <laughs> yeah, are you, is everything right. okay? Yeah. Uh, those are the good ones. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Agreed. Uh, when did you have your, oh, I can do this moment? When did you have that moment where you were either playing, practicing, competing, where you felt like, okay, okay, I, I, this can be what I could do for a living? My dad was asked to start a high school golf team at Buckingham Charter School, which is one town over from where we where I grew up. And I was in eighth grade, so he had me go to practice with the team, and I played with them. And just a couple of kids that were juniors and seniors, and I think I shot like one under for nine holes, and I beat everybody by like four or five shots. And I was like, oh, I could do this. Yeah, this is no problem. So that's that was the first time where I was like, okay, this is something that I enjoy doing and just kind of that comp, like competition aspect of it. And, it's, I mean, it's a really meaningless round of golf, but it was one. it's just one that stuck with me forever. I feel like everybody has one. Mm -hmm. you know, that's why I kind of asked. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I had one. I was playing True North. I was working outside service. You know, mm -hmm. I was scrubbing wrenches. I was yep. doing that whole thing. I remember I played around the golf at True North, and I walked off the ninth green, and I never thought I was – great at golf mm -hmm. i thought it was fine at golf i remember I, I think i shot like 30 or 31 and and one of the guys were playing was like man you're the best of the outside service guys and i was like well there's ashton and there's eric like there's all these guys that can play mm -hmm. and that was kind of when i would thought maybe i'll maybe i'll dive into it maybe i'll yeah. play gateway for a year and see how it goes yeah. and uh you know typically there's a clicking moment for everybody's golf game was there a, was there a clicking moment for you going from i'm a good player i can shoot one under two i can go out in a tournament i can compete i can win i can I can go low. I mean, again, that's another kind of a check mark as a pro golfer is to be able to go low. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was sophomore year. Uh, this tournament was at Spanos. Yeah, Masters is what we called it. It was our playoffs. And my high school team, actually, my sophomore year was really good. And it just happened that day I shot like six under. And I think I was the low guy and moved on individually. And that was just one of those like – I got done with the round. I was like, really? Wow, that was cool. <laughs> I wasn't paying any attention. but And I had my putter back then, too. So no. We're not talking about the I know, putter. I know. We're being positive I can, about yeah, the putter. I can picture the whole, the whole outfit and everything. So, yeah, it was definitely the sophomore year, 15 years old. Uh, I, I will ask an old gamer putter question. Do you uh -huh. ever switch? From, no. From when you put it in the bag nope. to when it got stolen, it never got out of the bag. It was I always your friend. I switched for a semester in college. It was the worst decision I ever had. You didn't go like Nike method like Tiger. No, no, no. It was, a, it was just a new – yeah, it was thing. just a new Scotty, and it was funny. Our last round in college was at Stanford, and I putted, I think I had 36 putts that day. And I told the kid in my group, I was like, hey, by the time I'm done, this putter's going to be in two. <laughs> And sure enough, I make it like a 12-footer to save par on the last. So I walk over to the side, I take and I snapped it right over my leg. I'm like, I hate this putter. I don't want to look at this putter no. again. I don't want it to be in my never. possession. No. Uh, one, my, one, of my, one of my friends one time told me, he goes, the maddest I ever saw you on a golf course, similar situation. I had a two-iron I hated. And I just walked over and set it over a fence. I didn't throw it. I didn't break it. I just let it. <laughs> nice. I, that's where it's living from this <laughs> point forward. Go. I don't want this golf club in my possession anymore. Uh, what are your goals for next year? What are you looking? What do you think? Do you write them on a notes app? Oh, yeah. Do you do what JT does? Yeah, yeah. I have. It's actually funny. I had my notes from last year. I took a picture of it on my phone, and I think the first one was playing a PJ Tour event, meet Tiger, uh, <laughs> and a couple other things. And I was like, wow, I checked off all this yeah, stuff yeah, out yeah. of February. <laughs> uh, but no, for next year, I definitely readjust them. Yeah, definitely want to win a couple more. Want to play obviously on tour uh more um corn fairy full status for sure um 
and just continue to see myself get better. And at the end of the year, I want to be able to say that my short game is at an A. Okay. You know, so that's that's the one that's big for me. So you feel like right now, at least from what I'm hearing, it feels like you feel like ball striking right now is tour level. And mm-hmm. if that if the short game can improve just slightly, you yep. feel like everything kind of will be complete in tour level. What do you think yeah. mind-wise? I mean, how do you feel where you are like mentally getting into a tournament, going and playing a tour event? Where are you mentally right now? Because that, that stuff – People don't realize, yeah, sure, it's golf. Yeah, sure, you're hitting golf shots. But it's a whole different experience going out there with those types of players. Yeah, I think mentally this is probably the best I've been nice. uh, ever in my life, just in terms of dealing with adversity and, and playing and getting ready for tournaments. So, And even my best friend who's here, he's going to caddy for me actually the next two days, we were just talking about the tournament at Riv, and he's like, you know, after you made the nine on the eighth hole, like – you weren't upset. You weren't anything. You was just – I walked off the green. I was like, hey, I bet I'd get it back to par, even par. And so young me would have never said right, that. Right, young me right. would have been so hot. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just I'm at a good spot mentally. So it's nice to be there. So moving to Scottsdale, mm-hmm. excited about it? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. You're going to play some Mesa golf. You're going to play with Joel Damon. Yep. Go out there and try to break his course record, uh-huh. which I'm excited about. Don't have as many white claws as he has when he plays. That's kind of a, a Joel Damon experience <laughs> yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, that's uh, – but. The, the move, I'm assuming, obviously golf-related, golf-based. Do you know much about Arizona, and how many Scottsdale tips do you need? I take every tip I can possibly get uh, for about Scottsdale. Um, Stay away from Old Town. Old Town, yeah. See, I went there one time. That's Dip your toe in it once in a while. Yep. That's yeah, it. That's, that's it. the thing. Just, yeah. How old are you? 27. Be yeah, t- so I'm, you can – listen, you got three more years old, Town. Yeah. You hit 30, maybe it's time to hey, go Hey, I turned 28 in three days, so, you know. I'm <laughs> well, happy early yeah, birthday. Appreciate that. It's coming fast. Yeah, trust me. I'm, I'm turned 39 this year. All of a yeah. sudden, you're – you know, in, in TV or in media, you're like the young guy your whole uh-huh. life, right? Like, yep. oh, man, the young, oh, how old are you? 32. Yeah. I remember Joe Buck used to always go, you young I, I hate these young guys yeah. and all of a sudden nobody says that anymore yep. Damn, <laughs> that happened dessert. really yeah. really quick when you get to late 30s it's gone but yeah. i appreciate the time good luck this year i'm really excited about it i love been fo- i love following the story too you and uh you do some great stuff for golf so look yeah. forward to that and enjoy scott's yes, sir. thank you all right let's take a quick break in the episode to tell you about my choice for best in craft this week brought to you by wheatley vodka I mentioned off the top that I was doing some Corn Ferry Tour uh, into the regular season uh, in that great Omaha event. Always an exciting one kind of to see where things shake out. And uh, my best in craft this week is Michael Kim. Because if you remember Michael Kim, uh, back in 2018, he won the John Deere on the PGA Tour, mind you. He shot 27 under. He won by eight shots. So this guy was a great amateur player, great collegiate player, kind of destined for greatness. And we saw it there at the John Deere on the PGA Tour. All of a sudden, he's a winner, right? The next year on the PGA Tour, Michael Kim missed 22 of 26 cuts, totally lost his game, and it's really kind of been a grind ever since. And headed into the final event of the regular season on the Corn Ferry Tour, Michael Kim was Mr. 25. He was right on the number of getting his PGA Tour card, had to go in there, had to make the cut, had to play some solid golf. Well, he did better than that. He shot 64 in the final round, bogey-free, to leave no doubt about it, headed back to the PGA Tour. Uh, great season on the Corn Ferry Tour and just uh, a great dude. Great follow on social media as well. So, Michael Kim, my best in craft, brought to you by our friends at Wheatley Vodka. And let's flip the script. Let's get to Kamaya Johnson. We were just, Kamaya, we were just talking about how to pronounce your name. How, how many times have people just totally hacked it? Oh, man. What's the worst? What's the worst thing? You ever had a bad first tee announcement? Uh, no bad first tee, but like, uh, actually, yeah, a couple bad first tees, actually. <laughs> uh, the worst one is probably Camus. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, but listen, they mess up like Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth occasionally. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, course, not, yeah. it's, it's every name. And trust me, I'm used to it. So, like, when people call me even Kamayu, um, like, I get it because it has a U. And it's like, it's Kamaya though. But, um, yeah, it's cool. Kamaya, you won four times this year. Uh, yes. Uh, no, I won twice this year, actually. You won twice. So, you've won four times total. So, you four won, times you won total, twice yes, this year. What's the What's kind of been the switch in your game? What do you feel like has helped you go from – I'm in contention to I'm yeah. in contention and I'm winning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just being intentional with what I'm doing and going through the process of everything that I'm doing, like even with my psychologist and my, you know, I got a great psychologist through the APJ tour, just a life uh, guy. Was that a personal thing? Like, was that something you went and found? Like, you yeah. felt like you needed to work on that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I go, after the Farmers Insurance Open, I go to Kim Bentley and I just like, you know, I'm stressed, you know, be- becoming a new father, you know, when I didn't have a father growing up, it was just a lot on me um just life and I just went to Ken and I said Ken I need to face you know face my fear and, and just face everything face the facts of life um and Ken said I got a great guy Dr. Parham um APJ tour just you know make sure that's you know all taken care of and I also have a sports psychologist Harry uh Vendelau, who also who worked with Brooks Kepka, Kepka and Daniel Berger nice. in college in, in, in Tallahassee so that's where I met him so it's just it's just stuff like that just being intentional you know off the golf course as well and, and I think that's what I'm doing so well now just with my trainer and everything just being intentional and that's what the PGA Tour taught me you know playing out there you know those guys are very intentional. like don't burn minutes doing right. nothing or like right. just be mindlessly hitting golf balls like have a purpose for kind of everything absolutely have a purpose for everything I think that's what I'm doing just so well now just growing as a person and as a golfer so, new dad. Yeah, yeah. How old's the baby? Uh, she's 10 months now. Oh, Just nice. 10, 10 so, months yesterday. so what, what is she doing? Is she crawling? Is she moving uh, around a lot? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I'm, in it, I'm in it, too. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, we can, we can share our little fatherly advice. You know, she's a tall baby. She's like, she's the size of a one-year-old right okay. now. Um, she's the size of a, of a one-year-old at nine months. So, it's just <laughs> like, she's just... You know, we just recently moved into a bigger place just so she has, you know, more room to to walk around and just baby proof everything. Yep. So it's just, you know, it's just new, but it's great. It's it's awesome. It, uh, so I have a three year old son and a four month old daughter. Oh, wow. So we're like, you know, we've yeah. got like the toddler that's nuts. Yeah. And then we've got the, the newborn again that's turning into, you know, again, kind of where you're at Absolutely. right now. What's been the. What's been the strangest, most surprising thing about being a dad? Well, first of all, I commend you on having. Uh, Two toddlers. <laughs> yes, trust me. It's uh, <laughs> because you know what? I, Come in, my wife. Yeah, Give Cindy a shout absolutely, out. Absolutely, that's right. Absolutely, because that's who really deserves the yes. shout outs for sure. Because I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, and I commend anybody with 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 two kids under the age of five, and it's 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 a lot. But it's 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 great. You know, like I just it's helped my golf game too. Just just being like I said, being intentional and just knowing that you know if I shoot sixty five or eighty five, you know, like my. My daughter's going to love me, and of when course. I walk through the house, she's going to have a big smile on her face because she's that age now that she knows when I'm home and when I'm away. And so, like, it's just it's just brings a whole new meaning to life, you know? What uh, what have you had? Because I know you have something. Mm-hmm. What is in your golf bag, something you use on the golf course yeah. that's like a dedication or something to your daughter? Like, I have a quarter yeah. that's a 1964 quarter. Henry was born 6'4", 19. Yeah. Do you have, like, something like that you have on the golf yeah, course, I like a mark a, it on your wedge absolutely, or anything? Absolutely. I have a Valhalla uh, ball marker um, just because, I, you know, I really enjoy that golf course. Um, and I have my, my daughter's initials, uh, initials, my girlfriend's initials, and, and my initials on there just to just yeah. to remind me that, you know. We all do it. Yeah, yeah, just to remind me when I'm out on the golf course and when I'm putting, just to be happy, be grateful to life, what you have in life, and, you know, just be grateful for where you are at the moment. 
So you're talking a little bit about like just kind of working on the mental side of golf. What yeah. do you feel like is your next big step in terms of professional golf? What do you need to work on? Do you need to yeah. just kind of keep keep the path you're on right now? Absolutely. Where are you in terms of looking ahead to yeah. next season? Yeah, so I'm just pretty much looking ahead to the next six months of my, you know, my golfing. Yeah, just the next six months. Just because, you know, I, I just got six starts on, on PJ Tour Latin right. America. So just, just, just. Really, just keep being intentional, man. Just keep enjoying the process. Keep, you know, going through the process. No matter, you know, no matter if you go out and sh you shoot eighty, you know, get up and do the same thing over and over again. And I, and that's what I took from Ricky Fowler. That's what he taught me. Just being around him and developing a relationship with him is just, you know, you know, no matter if you're struggling, no matter what you're doing, you 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 just wake up, do the same thing over and over and over, and keep going through the process. How has that relationship been like with Ricky? Because yeah. obviously you guys have the farmer's connection, but yeah. how has that relationship been? Is that you reaching out to him, him reaching out to you, and yeah. do you guys have that open line of communication where you can hit him up if you need something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just honestly, just being, you know, him, with him with farmer shoots and commercials right. and stuff like that, just just talking just like normal people and just like not making it, you know, you know, a PR or anything, you know, just like a friendship. Like, a, that like has actual to talking. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so just, you know, just picking his brain, you know, and, I, and I, that's one thing that I've learned from him. It's just, you know, what I just said, it's just the process, enjoy the process and, and, and wake up no matter what happens and, and just keep going through the process. And so that, that, that's a great relationship that I'm, that I'm, you know, grateful to have. Are you someone that doesn't hesitate to kind of go talk to players if you're out there yeah. on the range? Like, will you go up to somebody and ask? Will you pay attention on the yeah. in a practice round, see what they're doing, see how they're going about their work? Yeah, yeah. Just because you know, when I when I when I first started playing golf, getting into golf, I got into golf late, but I I, I got to watch Daniel Berger and Brooks Kepka hit balls on the range. And, and I was reading that story. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you, you would you would kind of I mean, the, rarely are you going to go somewhere collegiately and see two players that turn out to be you know right. two of the top 20 best players in the world absolutely so i would really literally would just sit on the range and watch them hit balls and just <laughs> shut up don't say nothing literally would just watch it because they striped it in college i mean it was just fun to watch it was fun to learn um to be around that you know chase seaford and i were close as well so it, it was just that and i think that's how my game really went to the next level it's just being around those guys and you know chase seaford always told me you can be whatever you want to be man like if you want to be want to be, play on the PJ Tour, you can. So it's just, it was just fun for me to be able to, like, just how I started the game. And then also at an early stage of my, the game that I was in, I was able to be around that and, and, and be able to, to be better. I mean, it makes people more comfortable. Right. I mean, if, if you're around these types of players, I, I think about this with college players now. So I'm surprised we haven't seen, a, like, a college or an amateur player win a PJ Tour event since right. Phil in, like, 1990, right, right. or 1991. But – TVs now covering amateur events more yep. often and the comfort level of being in that stage once you go to the professional ranks is going to be so much more seamless than it used to be mm -hmm. I mean it, it only helps when you're around the biggest players the yep. biggest names people that are doing and succeeding at what you're trying to do absolutely I mean absolutely just like here this week I mean we're playing ball to straw you know Cisco came in and, and just, just blew this blew, blew <laughs> That's it away. right you know so you cannot be what you don't see right and and so just being able to be out here this week on the behalf of Cisco and the behalf of the members here at, at ball to straw just laying out the red carpet first of all um you know playing championship style golf courses like this and and like I said just you know my events on the PJ tour you know taught me to be intentional playing golf courses like this is teaching me how to not be starstruck when I'm out on the PJ tour and playing you know fast firm golf courses so the opportunities that we're getting out here on the APJ tour it's just it's it's unbelievable do you love golf 
Like, uh, absolutely, I'm a do, golf nerd. You I, you I, you play like play every day if you could. Yeah. Like you're excited to play today. Like absolutely. excited to go see ball yeah, to straw, yeah, yeah. buy a hat, yeah, things yeah, like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like we just got cable in our new house and it didn't come with the golf channel. And I told my girlfriend, I, I sorry, we're out. Yeah, yeah. Change I, the plan. Yeah, change it. Like well, I have to have a golf channel. Like I'm sorry. I mean, it's literally the golf channel and Netflix in my house. So. Like we like, I have to have a golf channel though. I'm a golf nerd. I love golf. I don't do anything. I I, I fish a little bit out in the backyard sometimes, but I am always thinking about the game of golf. Dialed in. Uh, you mentioned Cisco. How has the relationship with Cisco changed your trajectory? How do you feel like it's changed where you want to go? Yeah, I was just just because I like I said, I could wake up and do the process every day. And if it wasn't for companies like Cisco, I could not wake up and do the process every day with my trainer, with my sports psychologist, you know, with just with everything I'm doing, the membership at the golf courses, and just everything that I'm able to do in and and just take stress off of my life and be able to chase a dream and my and be able to take care of my livelihood and my family as well i mean that 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 means a lot because coming from a, like where i come from and how i started the game i mean it's just amazing to be in this position that i'm in right now i mean i can't think you know just my support team just my support system and 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 cisco and just it's it's just a blessing to be here when you say dream like when you close your eyes at night and you think about this is where I want to go. This is where I want to be. This is this is my made me moment. Yeah. When you close your eyes, what is that? Is that playing PGA Tour? Is that winning PGA Tour? Is that standing on the first tee at the Masters one day, going, "Oh my God, I'm, I'm at Augusta National." Like, what is that in your mind in terms of the dream for you? Yeah, I mean, the dream for me to is to really provide for my family. Yeah. Um, and, that's a great answer, and, by the way. And, and and that's what I want. That's the dream for me. Um, when I close my eyes at night. That's success. That's success. I didn't grow up, you know, watching, um, you know, my dad in the house. I grew up in a single parent home. Um, so to for me, fatherhood and taking care of my family, that's I, that's that's just that's what holds close to me because I want to see that in my lifetime because I've never seen that. Um, so being there for my family and providing for my family, that's that's the dream for me. I was reading your Players' Tribune piece that you wrote last year. It's great, by the way. If people haven't read it, make sure they check that out. Um, you have a, a real incredible ability to promote the people around you in your life. I was struck by that. Um, your mom, I yeah. mean, you were, you, were, you were promoting her. Jan, who I know is a huge part of your influence in terms of golf, probably wouldn't Absolutely. have gotten into golf without, a, without her. Right. I mean, your uncle, the story about the hat at the cigar shop kind of yeah. passing it around. Can you speak on some of those people, coaches of yours, even CEOs, you know, that you've had a chance to chat with that have kind of guided your journey and helped you with right. your journey? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I owe those people everything, and, and I wouldn't have met those people, you know, most of those people if it wasn't for the game of golf. And that's why I love the game so much, and that's why I want to grow the game so much because golf, you know, deserves to look like America. And I think the game of golf grows if that happens, right? And so I wouldn't be in the position I am if it wasn't for Jan Auger and Ramon Alexander and my, you know, my Uncle Tom and my mom and, and my coaches, just my baseball coaches who, you know, even when I quit baseball and went into golf, you know, they still supported my golf dream. If I, could, if I needed $200 here, $300 here, they would, you know, not hesitate to write a check and, and just help me chase the dream because they knew the type of passion I had in baseball and the type of passion I have in golf and just the type of passion I have as a – just of growing the game of golf and just growing and inspiring others. I mean, God introduced us to, to, to he gives us experiences so he, that we can be inspired, right? And so um, that's just what I, that's just the outlook I take on life and the outlook that I've grown to be able to have these relationships with these CEOs of these great companies, you know, Bill Powers and I from, um, 
Cambridge Mobile Telemag, who's one of my sponsors. I mean, we have an amazing relationship. You know, I'm taking my family up to the Cape where he's from this week nice. and we're hanging out and just, you know, that's, that's just amazing to do like to, you know, coming from a small town where I come from and just being able to have those relationships with people and, and just to, I mean, just to see how big the world and yep. life is, you know, that's, that's just amazing to me. Golf will take you some Absolutely. wild places. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is the one thing you learn in this sport is, yeah. I mean, you're going to places in towns you never heard of, airports you never heard of, golf courses you never heard of. I mean, yep. it is so crazy. And, and you realize how much, A, good golf there is in the yep. world and how much people are passionate yep. about the sport when I'll you tell travel you, around. I'll tell you a funny story. So I'm playing AT&T Pebble last year, right? And my caddies, my caddy and I are staying at um, the uh, Treasure of Apple's house, okay. right? So sweet pad, sweet sweet week, just a great week. you know. And so I get an invite from um, – a friend of mine to go play Cypress, right? You know, granted, I started the game late. I don't know too much history about right, golf. Right, I'm right. a golf nerd, but, like, the history I'm still catching up on, right? So I get an invite to play Cypress, and I'm like, ah, it's been a long week. I had COVID all last week. I'm talking <laughs> – I'm telling this to my caddy, right? So I, it's been a long week. Like, I don't know if I really want to – we had to tee off at, like, 7.15. Right. First I, off? Yeah, we were first off at Cypress. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I really want to go play this golf course. He was like, What? <laughs> He was like, what are you talking about? First of all, like, you don't want to go play Cypress? I was like, nah, I don't really want to go play. He was like, okay. So I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to go play. Like, just, I, I still don't know what Cypress is until, like, you know, he's like, do you know what? Do you know where you're about to go play? So I go play it. I'm walking down. My buddies and I, me, HV3, uh, Scott and I, and another guy from Golf Channel. And we're walking up the eighth hole, and Jim Nance is walking down number nine, number one, and just the amazing things. Like, it just I was like, okay, all right, now I see why. I'm glad I said yes. Right, right. I'm glad so, I didn't sleep in. Right, exactly. So that's just the great things about this game of golf. It is, it is wild. What's been the best compliment that you've received from a PGA Tour player? You know, if one pops up in your head, I mean, I wouldn't even say, you know, Ricky just. You know, he he talks to me about like how I'm able to just carry myself on the golf course and, and keep calm and keep my emotions intact. So that you know that means a lot. Um, you know, who are you on the golf course? Like when you when you step out on the golf course, are, do you feel like you are yourself? Are you trying to be more focused? Are you trying to be more intense? Are you just kind of who you are all the yeah. time? Yeah, I'm who I am. Okay, you know, chatting people up. Yeah, you know, I'm doing chatting. Your thing. And but you know, my 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 sports psychologist always says, you know, when you when you're going through your hourglass, we call it the hourglass because that's what your routine is. You know, when you're out on the golf course. So when you're going through your hourglass, that's just you. Now outside of your hourglass, in between golf shots, no. Okay, I like whatever. that. But when you're in your hourglass, that's just you in there. There's no talking, no anything. It's like your bubble. When you're right. hitting the golf shot and when right. you're getting into it, but outside of that, you can kind of break away and go back to just kind of being your non-golfer self. Yep, absolutely. That's very cool. Yep. Uh, what What are your goals for next season? When you kind of look at 2023, like what are you really trying to accomplish for next year? Uh, first of all, I'm trying to win on the PJ Tour Latino America. Um, that's just a goal. You know, it's just a, just like I said, the APJ Tour and the opportunities that we're getting here and are providing just – life-changing opportunities and so you know my goal you know I haven't sat down and really you know look see what next year looks like um but just my goal is just to keep winning and to keep enjoying the process man and you know I got I'm at a next step in my life now where I have PJ Tour Latino America status and so 
you know, that's a step now. That's what now I have to go to the drawing board and look at, you know, what are my goals for, you know, that sh- uh, next year of making cuts and, and winning on that tour and just getting to the Corn Ferry Tour because it's all steps in golf right. and you just got to enjoy the process and and enjoy the highs and enjoy everything that comes with it, you know, enjoy the lows as well. I don't think people understand what you just said that well about pro golf and, and I thought you nailed it, the steps. Yeah. Because we can all look at the – you know, I, I try to play. Right. And, and yep. I, I failed, but – you know, I, I thought success was the PGA Tour, right? I right. thought making it to the PGA Tour was successful. And then, okay, okay, maybe Corn Ferry Tour is the successful part of this. Right. But really just taking those steps is success. I mean, if you can improve who you are and where you're at mm-hmm. and who you're playing against and where your finishes are, right? right. I mean, right. you're missing cuts, and now all of a sudden you're finishing 40th. And maybe to other people that's not successful. But to you, you know that yeah. things have improved. Yeah. When you look at your trajectory and your career – those steps are where you need to, where you're looking at to yeah. see where you can go over the next few years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, and, and I think that comes from just being around better players than me. You know, I, like, you know, I get to play around good players when I'm at home. You know, I got a good friend, Austin Hitt, who played at North Carolina, and he's a great player. I mean, Stripes it, great player. But he said something to me that's so crazy the other day. He said, he, and I, and the kid's going to be on the PJ tour. Um, he said, you know, last year I played Latino America and I made more cuts, but I finished like 50th in the tournament. And this year I took back to the drawing board and I missed more cuts, but I'm finishing second when I'm making cuts. Gotcha. So when it's good, it's good. The good is so much better than the good used to be. So that's the steps you got to take to to get to the next level. The, the result, I mean, the results are there, right? I mean, again, I mean, you can, we're all going to miss cuts. Everybody right. misses cuts, right? I mean, Tiger missed cuts. Not a lot. Not Tiger a, missed cuts. He right. didn't miss many of them. Right, absolutely. But, uh, I mean, you know, everybody's going to have a down week, but when the week's good, what is your good? What is your best? Yeah. Because, I mean, I think that's when you measure yourself. If exactly. my If my best, if I play my best golf and I finish 20th, maybe this isn't for me, but if I play my best golf and I finish second, yeah. then maybe I'm there, you know? Yeah, and that's what, you know, I got to play with Jason Gore yesterday, and that's what he was talking about. He was like, when you're firing on all cylinders, you can't finish eighth. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. You got to finish first and second that week because that's what the PGA Tour is. It's five good weeks, and then you're holding on for dear yep. life. Yeah. I mean, when even, and even when Tiger's mentioned this right. now. He said the new age tour is yeah. getting hot for five weeks. Right, right. And, and, and yeah, exactly. It's and, just and uh, holding on for dear life the, the, the next weeks, you know, and, and finishing, turning a 40th place until the 20th place, right. you know? Um, what is it like when you see young African-Americans yeah. that look up to you, come up to you, yeah. tell you, I'm I'm following your yeah. path, your footsteps? What is that like to hear that? Considering, A, you're still very young, yeah. and B, you have people you're looking up to in your life as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it means a lot just, just to be an inspiration for others. I mean, that's why I play the game. You know, that's why I try to do what I do because I believe, truly believe that it's bigger than me. And I think what, you know, just the – the game for African Americans right now, what Steph Curry's doing at Howard and underrated and, and, and stuff like that. You know, EJ you know, EJ from Howard and Greg Odom, those guys have already played in PJ tour events. You know, you know how huge that is yep. for, for 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 those guys? Already that that young of an age have already played because you cannot be what you don't see. Right. And for all those for those guys to be able to play in PJ tour events already, that's I mean that's that's huge. Um, for them to get that opportunity and get that exposure and, and just to be hungry to, to 
because it's like I, for me, it's not about me when it comes to the APJ tour. It's about those guys right there because hopefully I'm on my way out. You know, hopefully I'm on my way to bigger and better. Right. You're, you're in theory graduating, right? And you want right. to see the next right. generation coming up and having even more opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's what growing the game looks like. What are we missing in golf? What? Because like, I, I, I will say, I mean, over the last five, six, seven years, yeah. as someone that has kind of been in and around it for a while. Mm-hmm. It, there have been substantial changes, oh which goodness. has been incredible. But there are still holes that we miss out on. What What are we still missing out on here? I mean, to be honest, I really just think keep starting programs and keep keeping your hands on the programs. Don't okay. just start the programs and then for get away. PR and go away. But keep your hands on the programs and see how that's going to inspire kids and inspire others to get in the game of golf and keep growing the game. And just keep your hands on the programs. And I, I, you're just going to see an amazing outcome, I, I guarantee you. Somebody listening to this, what can they do to if if they want to make an impact? Yeah. I mean, somebody's just listening to this. They're a golfer. They've got a family. They're doing whatever. They're a young person. They want to help out. What yeah. what is something that you can do as a human being, as a golfer, to maybe help expand what we're trying to do in terms of making golf more available and affordable and 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 just easier for anybody that maybe didn't have those opportunities 25 years ago? Yeah, I think like so. I'm a, I'm an ambassador for the Gateway First Team program right. with. with uh, club corp now invited um and they have an amazing program which gets the members at country clubs involved with kids that will never get involved with a country club member if it wasn't for this program and i think that's just getting involved with programs okay and and changing kids lives and and just exposing them to bigger and better things because as a as a kid that came from a single parent home the only way that i got to where i am is because i was a I was exposed to things and I was inspired for bigger things. And I think that's what these programs do. They expose kids and they inspire kids to, to bigger and better things. And I think if people can just get involved with programs and kids and in kids' lives and just show them the way, I think the game keeps growing. Um, I got good news for you. The interview is over, which means we get to go play ball at this Are you excited? Yes, sir. Let's go play Absolutely. ball at this we can play, I think we're playing, we might be playing. Well, we might be playing upper or lower today, and then you guys are playing the other ones. And this, I mean, this is facility is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I know you've seen the clubhouse. The yeah, golf course is incredible. Absolutely, I appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. A big shout out to Aaron. A big shout out to Kamayu, and a big shout out to Cisco for getting us all in the same room and getting an opportunity to talk to those two studs. Uh, big, big shout out to them for being involved, and I cannot wait to see what happens, not just the rest of this year, but the next few years, considering the level of talent you see in Kamayu and uh, and Aaron Beverly. These guys are the real deal, and they're doing some awesome things. And as I mentioned off the top, a shout out to Cisco and a shout out to my man Kevin Hall. What a fun day that was. And Kevin's dad, by the way unreal guy he was out there walking uh 70 he turned 77 i believe next week and he was walking all 18 holes and uh he was as nice a guy as you'll run into and uh i i love you know you i love hearing from parents of the professional golfer because you get the real scoops on uh the good the bad and the otherwise from their uh from their kids i'm sure i'll be the same way with henry and charlotte and beyond but uh, again thanks to uh thanks to cisco for involving me in that it was very cool and a shout out to baltasrall once again for doing such a great job and involving themselves with the apga and what they're doing there as well uh, we'll be back in the next couple of weeks. Um, I've got a, a really cool master or sorry, major recap that we're doing with Claire. That's probably going to be out sometime next week. And I've got some other fun interviews. I, I think we're going to do a little football 
preview with Joel Clad, and I'm going to bug Joe Buck to come on as well and give us that. So I uh, got some fun episodes upcoming. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And like I said, Thursday through Sunday, I'll be doing Corn Ferry Tour Finals out of Boise. So make sure you tune in for that, and we'll check back with you next week. Get a Grip with Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Now I've got a very important question for you. So I hope you're sitting down. Did you know that PGA Tour Pro Max Homa is the brand ambassador for Elijah Craig Bourbon? If you listen to this podcast, you're a fan of Max Homa. Listen, if you're a human with a heartbeat, you're a fan of Max Homa. And you're also a fan of Elijah Craig Bourbon. One of our favorite golfers repping our favorite sipper talk about a great match. Like Homa, Elijah Craig Bourbon never settles for less than the best. Every bottle of their award-winning small batch carries a signature warm spice and subtle smoke flavor. Exceptionally smooth and well-balanced. You can drink it neat. You can drink it on the rocks. You can drink it as an old-fashioned. There are a thousand different ways to take down a nice Elijah Craig Bourbon, and all of them are an A+. All of them are a 65 on a tough golf course. Elijah Craig won double gold as San Francisco World Spirit competition last year and it's not only celebrated by experts enjoyed by all especially max homa whether you're at the clubhouse or watching the open at your own house enjoy the action with a glass of elijah craig the signature sip of our good friend max homa and you can learn more about the partnership and discover the greatness within at elijahcraig.com and get a grip is brought to you by elijah craig kentucky straight bourbon whiskey bardstown kentucky 47 percent alcohol by volume elijah craig reminds you to think wisely drink wisely